Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! We're live! Noontime, Monday, October 25th, with news that you can use from YAA, fully 25 hours after the big event of yesterday's wedding. My sister got married. Okay, enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Pops, we've got one mic, so we're going to have to look like we're kissing occasionally. Here's the deal, Dad. We're going to start today off with some Carvana news. Wow, you look good up and close like this. Thank you. We're going to start the day off with some Carvana news. Then we're going to talk about the Tesla Hertz news. That's pretty big. We've got WTI crude oil and gas prices, the highest they've been in seven years. Oh, my God. And we have a really, you've got to be kidding me, featuring Tom Brady. I don't know where else I would want to be on Monday at noon, except for eight inches from my dad's face. Yeah, right here. Right here. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Maybe. Should we start? It's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it was the Wall Street Journal who published this article. Let me share my screen with everyone that's here live with us. Wall Street Journal's um, published this article, and essentially what's going on, Dad, is Carvana learned how to sell cars, but they didn't really learn how to title cars that well. Uh, They they seem to have a great deal of difficulty in in actually titling vehicles, and they've even run into some issues where they keep issuing out-of-state temporary registrations for the same car from several different states for the out-of-state registration. It's, uh, I don't know, I I think they have a real issue. Um, They don't have uh, perhaps the policies and procedures in place in order to actually know how to complete a car transaction. And this comes in the wake of, if you remember earlier this year, Dad, it was in North Carolina and it was a few other states where Carvana actually had their dealer licenses suspended. suspended. Yeah. Because they had so many issues actually getting the right information to the right people's hands to get vehicles legally on the road. Yes. And, and I mean, there are some, some examples in here where, I mean, one customer, it's been a year, a year, and they haven't been able to get the vehicle registered. They haven't been able to get it titled. And legally, in most states that they operate, uh, well, they have to do that in like 15 to 30 days, not, not in 9 to 12 months. Um, and you can't issue... Um, you can't issue three different temporary registrations for the same car from three different states. Uh, I I can't even begin to imagine how many motor vehicle laws that they're violating in order to perpetuate keeping some of these customers' cars on the road without the, without the proper registration. Okay, and before we dive back into, because Jalopnik also did a write-up on this, which is free. You don't have to have a Wall Street Journal membership to access that. So we'll pull that up on the screen. We'll reference some of the stories there in a second. I want to ask you the question, Dad. 40-plus years in retail automotive, when you had title issues or you had issues getting people onto the road, I mean, were those seriously – I mean, you, 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 I imagine you got those taken care of really quickly. Are you surprised by what's happening at Carvana? We also remember earlier this year, it was a couple weeks ago even, Vroom came out, uh, the BBB came out with really harsh words for Mm -hmm. Vroom for similar issues. One of the things the Wall Street Journal article did well was they compared the amount of complaints to the BBB for CarMax, which had 440 in the past year, to Carvana and Vroom. Carvana's had like 900, Vroom's had, what was it, like 2,000? Quite a few. Anyway, my question to you is, back in the dealership when you worked there, how seriously were these things taken? 
um, they're very serious because the dealership can get fined for selling a vehicle and A, either not actually having the title to the vehicle when they sell it, or B, uh, for not being able to provide the title and registration, and especially if there's a loan involved, the title to the bank that's holding the loan and the registration to the customer who's paying all these fees. So the fines can get quite hefty. Um, yeah, so if we had a situation where something was taking longer than it should, yes, I was on the phone um, with our titling personnel, and they were on the phone with the state and trying to figure out how we could expedite it and get this stuff handled. And and oftentimes when we did finally get it handled, we would just FedEx the title or the registration to the customer um, so that they wouldn't have to wait for it anymore, and we wouldn't have to get any more phone calls about it. All right, so I'm pulling up here. Everyone can see it on the screen. Here's a bit of what Jalopnik pulled from the Wall Street Journal article. For Brian Thompson, a Carvana buyer in Michigan, the hassle of trying to troubleshoot with the company got to be too much, he said. Mr. Thompson said he'd used Carvana last year and generally found the experience to be easy. It was his most recent purchase of a Lincoln MKZ in January that he said soured him on the company. For months, he said, Carvana provided him with temporary registrations from Georgia, Tennessee, and Arizona in lieu of registering his car in Michigan. And excuse me, he lives in Michigan? And they were giving him temporary registrations from Georgia, Tennessee, and Arizona? What does that have to do with Michigan? He said it didn't. He said um, it also didn't provide a title while Michigan state law requires a buyer to title vehicles with the state within 15 days. After several months of back and forth with Carvana, Mr. Thompson said he filed a complaint with the Michigan Attorney's General Office. Um, General's Office. He said he was soon called by the state by a state investigator who was interested in Carvana's use of out-of-state temporary registrations. In September, about eight months after his purchase, Mr. Thompson received plates in the title for his car, which by then he wanted to sell. I love the car, but I hate the experience so much I didn't want it anymore. He said it was horrible. Well, I, I can appreciate that, but if he loved the car and he finally got the title, I, I, I don't know why for the life of me that he would want to sell it. Um, so, but to each his own, I suppose. And, but he shouldn't have had to go through all that aggravation of, of eight to nine months to get his car titled and, and registered. We've got Gabriel in the chat here saying, I think they're about to fuse and go super chefs because I put in the chat two chefs because one mic and we're doing our best. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and, and don't confuse us with the Super Bowl in any way, shape or form. E. Julian says, Pops, sounds like they were having problems obtaining a clear title. They are cutting corners to obtain cars. Do you think that could be part of the issue? Well, that, that could be part of the issue, but legally, they are not supposed to sell a car until they have a clear title and it's in their name. Um, you know, I've worked for dealerships that when we would trade a car and there was a bank loan that needed to be paid off, we weren't allowed to even put that car on the lot until we had the title. Oh my God! We need a sneeze bar, but instead, I, I, I did an internal sneeze. <laughs> oh God! If I blow up, ladies and gentlemen, it's only because I had an internal sneeze and not an external one. Exactly. <laughs> I I couldn't have said that better myself. In the Wall Street Journal article, one of the things they showed was the rapid growth of Carvana. I'm not going to pull it up on the screen, but I mean, they're selling a ton of cars. They're buying a ton of cars. And I think that's in part the issue as well. Scaling a dealership the way that they have, because again, Carvana is just a car dealer. 
Like at the end of the day, they're a used car dealer, just yes. like CarMax is, just like Vroom is, just like AutoNation is, right? With their used car stores. Scaling a car dealership's operations that quickly is really, really hard. And Mr. Thompson and others that were profiled in the Wall Street Journal article, and all you got to do is Google search Carvana BBB to read other complaints. This is a function of growing as quickly as they have. I mean, they're on pace to retail. 250, 300,000 vehicles, maybe 350,000, I forget, based on their most recent quarterly update. So, you know, that's a lot of operations in a lot of different states. So I empathize with them, but at the same time, you got to be able to handle yourself and do business appropriately. If, if you've been in business as long as they have, and they've been in business quite some time now, um, they should have put the processes and procedures in, into place so that they wouldn't have these issues. And if they knew that they were going to be growing the company at the rate that they are, well, which they did, which they did, then they should have been hiring and training people. I mean, because if they're going to sell 350,000 cars, that's 350 title and registration applications that have to be handled. And so they needed to have trained the personnel to be able to do that in a timely fashion. One of the people at the wedding last night, yes. uh, one of the groom's friends, actually worked at Carvana for five years. Wow. Four or five years. Yeah, Nate. And um, and he was out on the West Coast. He was one of their um, program managers. So he opened up new locations and then trained the on-the-ground staff. And he told me two things at the wedding yesterday that I thought were interesting. He's no longer with the company, but uh, he went to Lucid Motors, which is really neat. Okay. Um, he told me two things that were really interesting. One, Opening up these locations was a total um, S-word show. Like it was a lot of just moving pieces. and Could be a cluster. Indeed. The other thing he told us is he said YAA gets talked about at Carvana somewhat frequently. Well, that's nice to know. But but rather than them talking about us, they need to talk about how they're going to staff their locations so that they can take care of the title and registrations for the cars that they sell. It's, you know, it's wonderful that they speak about us. We want to become an authority within the industry. But they have to take it upon themselves to take the steps necessary to be able to provide uh, the services that their their customers are entitled to. And when they forked over the money or signed the bank contract, they should be able to expect to get titling and registration in a reasonable amount of time. Nine to 10 months is not a reasonable amount of time. One more comment here in the chat from Luis Lopez. We have only one title that we have not obtained in 11 months from auction. It obviously came from Carvana. We actually, I sent an email over to the folks that I do know at Carvana and asked them if they wanted to have someone on the show here, have an opportunity to talk about like how they've grown the business, mm -hmm. the issues that they're facing, the successes that they're having. Obviously, we had Jared and Laura from Black Book on last week. We had the Car Mom on last week. Actually, to plant a seed, everyone, let me double check my calendar. I don't want to get the date wrong, but we do have a guest lined up already um, for this week. Did I even tell you about this, Pops? Uh, no. <laughs> One second. I, I want to get the date right. Yeah. I want to get the date right. I think it's on... Yep, it's on Thursday. Oh, really? Marco from Whiteboard Finance will be joining us on Thursday, and I've got an email in my inbox. I got to email him back. Dave B. Sells Chevy is going to join us on Wednesday, if I can coordinate that. Wow, very cool. So uh, rather than having to listen to just Zach and I, you'll have, uh, we'll have other people that you can uh, listen to that, uh, well, might, might be more entertaining than we are. Carlos wants to know how Dara's, with a D, wedding was, but thank you for asking. We will get to that towards the end of the show. We've got some photos to share as well, so stay tuned for that. But the next thing that I want to switch gears to. Can I to, just say real quick, it was perfect. It was very, very nice. Yes. It was better than nice. And Dara and her husband, Zach, with a K, yeah. looked very nice. They both did. Yes. 
What are we going to switch gears to, Pops? I, I don't remember. All right, then I'm turning the mic back to me. We're going to talk about Hertz. Hertz is making news, making headlines. If you remember, what was the last time that they were making headlines for? Uh, they went bank. They 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 went bankrupt. They 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 uh, couldn't rent a car to save their lives because everything was shut down, and they needed to go bankrupt. And apparently, nothing succeeds quite like bankruptcy because they just announced that they placed an order for not one, not two, not ten thousand, but a hundred thousand Teslas at the for a total price of $4.2 billion. Not bad for a company that just got out of bankruptcy four months ago. Should we try that? <laughs> I really want to play the show me the money ad lib. And you know what? We don't have headphones on, but everyone else is going to hear it. Show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> so you are correct. Hertz this morning put out a press release. I've got it back here on their website. Um, it looks It looks really nice on their website. $4.2 billion being invested into 100,000 Tesla Model 3s, which makes it seem like they're probably paying a round sticker price for them, which is interesting. Yes. The other thing of note here is that they're also going to be investing in their own charging infrastructure, which seems a little nonsensical to me because Tesla already has the supercharger network. But if you read through here, it does say that. Well, yeah, but I would think they're going to need their own charging stations at their locations so that they can keep all those Teslas charged up while they're waiting to be rented. I wonder what happens though, like, you know, when you you're you have like your phone battery, if you keep it charged too much, then the actual like battery capacity goes down over time. I wonder when electric vehicles are in rental fleets, what type of impact that type of driving behavior and charging behavior is going to have on the battery longevity then. We're not experts in this. I'm not expecting no. you to answer that, but it's just an interesting like this is a breakthrough for EVs. The fact that fleet sales are happening, not to, you know, like Solar City, which had mm -hmm. that connection back to, you know, Tesla and whatnot, but like fleet sales are happening to a rental car company. And they're going to be in the hands of people who previously would have never driven an electric car. I, I wonder how many how many service calls Hertz is going to get when some of these cars will run out of juice in the middle of nowhere uh, because somebody uh, who rented it just didn't bother to recharge it. So now electric vehicles are going to make up 20% of Hertz's global fleet. 20%. And Hertz actually back in 2011 was the first rental car company to put EVs in their fleet. It was obviously a small percentage and they were kind of like the bolts and things like that, yes. or the bolts back then. But the thing is, 20%, like that's a huge commitment for them to make. And I think also getting getting intertwined with Tesla here is a really unique opportunity to kind of ride Tesla's wave, right? Like they were in bankruptcy. And if you remember when they were in bankruptcy, their stock price went absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. I think there's an opportunity to kind of like do the same thing here by riding the coattails of Tesla. And it's also a vow of confidence to Tesla to say, hey, not only can they produce 100,000 vehicles on time, which in the Hertz uh, press release, they say, we ordered 100,000, but they might be delayed because of factors outside of our control, aka semiconductors. So like that's in the actual press release. Yeah. They say that. So there, there is that. But it, I mean, I think it's a good brand opportunity to be associated with Tesla. Well, I, I think for the most part, Tesla has um, a, a strong reputation among the uh, the electric car buying public and so and i think hertz um until their bankruptcy last year had a, a strong um what's the word i'm looking for 
um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but 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 people had a, a, a tremendous amount of confidence in Hertz. They they were considered the flagship until they went bankrupt. Well, yeah, but didn't OJ do the commercials with Hertz back in the day? Yeah, well, that was that was many many years ago. Um, but yes, he did. But but my point is 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 that it's it's like a marriage of two really well known brands that are both. Uh, one is really um, well positioned in the EV industry, and the other is well positioned and has been for years as the gold standard for the uh, automobile rental business. So it, it seems to make perfect sense to me that that there would be that connection. Uh, it reminds me of the time when um, in in Las Vegas, uh, the Penske Automotive Group decided they wanted to open a Ferrari Maserati store. And well, they partnered with Steve Wynn at the Wynn Hotel and Casino for the Penske Wynn Ferrari Maserati, because it was just two gold standard brands coming together. And that's that's what I would say this would be. No, I I agree. Now, there was one thing, Dad, with yeah. the um, with the announcement from Hertz. Yes. They also, not only did they go into bankruptcy and then spend $4.2 billion on buying 100,000 Teslas. I got to learn how to do that. <laughs> they also yeah. found a way to get- Can Tom I tell you, when I got out of bankruptcy, I, I, I was able to lease a, an Altima for $179 a month. Okay. Just the slight difference between Hertz bankruptcy and mine. My, my bankruptcy hurt more than Hertz's bankruptcy. <laughs> I was not born when my dad went bankrupt, but my sister was. Those those seemed like tough days. They they weren't fun. <laughs> okay, so but here's what I wanted to switch gears to. I, it's a little early in the show, but why don't you go ahead and pop your headphones on? I want to jump into our our first segment of uh, really. You've got to be kidding me today. Really, you, you got to be, be kidding, kidding me. Okay, so associated. Whoops, let me. Associated with the Hertz announcement for the 100,000 Teslas, they were also able to secure Tom Brady, the Super Bowl MVP, the seven-time world champion, as their spokesperson of sorts for going electric. I wanted to share with you, Dad, some of the footage that they put out, get your reaction to it. And I think you might say, really, you've got to be kidding me. Let me pull this up real quick. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I'm certainly excited to partner with Hertz on their Let's Go campaign. Uh, they're such an iconic American brand. And when I heard they're investing in an electric fleet, I was all in. I love the spirit of the campaign um, and the message that Hertz renters will be able to rent EVs at locations across the country. It's really amazing. Wow. Wow. Well, when do you think the last time was Tom Brady ever rented a Hertz car? When was the last time he was that excited? I mean, that was like, he's 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 he, impressive. He he can he has a way of controlling emotions, uh, his emotions so that they don't overwhelm him, which is why he's a seven time world champion and uh, will probably make one of the greatest Hertz um, spokespeople ever. All right. Here's the deal. I want to replay that one more time. And then, Pops, I want you to re-say like a part of his line. And I want to prove to Hertz that they actually should have come to YAA. And especially Ray Shepska to have been the spokesperson of their EV campaign, okay? What is an EV? <laughs> I'm kidding. Mike's staying towards you. Yeah. I love the spirit of the campaign. Um, and the message 
that Hertz renters will be able to rent EVs at locations across the country. It's really amazing. Oh, the message that Hertz renters can rent EVs all across the nation. It's it's amazing. Ray Shevska, Tom Brady, who's who? I don't know. Anyway, I was blown away when I saw that footage. Yeah. Not only are they going electric, they're going all in with Tom Brady and more power to them. The power of the Brady brand, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, indeed. Yes. Pops, while we've got uh, the show going, we got a very thoughtful donation here from Megan. Thank you, Megan. This is super thoughtful. Twenty dollars. We'll put wow. it towards some uh, some breakfast or some lunch later on. Or or our first uh, Tesla rental. <laughs> I just bought a Ford Runner twenty twenty two dealership wanted three K for Toyota extended care warranty. Mrs. Taylor at Wolverine Toyota sold me the same warranty for fourteen hundred eight years one hundred twenty five thousand uh, miles zero dollar deductible sharing in hopes this helps someone. Megan, that is awesome, and. And you just helped a lot of people, and bless you for that. And any other people that that can share uh, situations and stories like that, you can help thousands upon thousands of people when it comes to uh, buying warranties. Now, here's a question for the chat. There's 325 people here with us. Do you think so? Igor does not work for YAA, but he's a very kind man. My dad yeah. founded and works for YAA. We had warranty come up. Pops, that is like a textbook opportunity to say buy YAA warranty. Yes. You went with, which I think is good. You yeah. went with, you know, Megan, what you just shared is really helpful for the community. But Pops, you also then, I feel like, could have taken like a bite out of Igor's apple and then said... Well, you know, you really should check the pricing at YAA to see to see, you know, what you really might have been able to 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 get a warranty for where you could have saved even perhaps more money. Well done, Pops. Yeah. And and there's absolutely no obligation. And we wouldn't necessarily encourage you to buy the warranty. Um, but we're just saying if you're interested in a warranty, at the very least, get a quote from YAA and you can use that towards negotiating with the dealership that you might be buying a car from. Well said, Pops. Uh, there you have it. All right. Final story of the day that I want to touch on with you, Dad. Crude oil prices and gas prices. Seven years high. Seven year high right now for WTI crude, which is West, Te West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil that's traded. And gas prices have been going up like crazy. Let me pull up the chart here. We'll pull up first from AAA. We have the gas price chart. Few things I'm going to comment and then I'll hand the mic over to you. We've got the national average of gas up to $3 and let's call it 39 cents per gallon. We have the chart down here at the bottom, Pops. Gas, $3.39 a gallon today. Yes. One year, $2.16. It's kind of insane to see how much gas prices have increased and highest recorded average prices were back in 08, right? $4.11 per gallon. We're getting there. Oh, and yeah. in some states, for example, like California, California has always been a little crazy when it comes to gas prices, $4.55 per gallon. When you went through the 08 experience, because you were in the dealership back in 08, what was that like? And do you expect or anticipate we're going to see something similar this time around? Well, uh, what it was like back then is people that had pickup trucks and large SUVs. And and I understand and I realize that the SUVs and large pickup trucks today get much better gas mileage than they did 13, 14 years ago. But those people were getting crushed 
every time they would go to the gas station to fill up. And they would bring those those vehicles into us, and they would take such a loss to trade out of them uh, so that they could get into something that was much, much more fuel efficient. Um, I don't know that we're going to see the same thing happen now, uh, but I would suspect at some point uh, gas will spike at a price that's so high that people will then say to themselves, I need to get myself into something that gets much better gas mileage. And they'll start to, they'll start trading these vehicles in, taking losses and trying trying their best to get out of them because they'll say to themselves, I can't afford to another 250 or $300 a month just for gas to drive the car around. The monthly payment alone is, is more than I can handle or the insurance with the monthly payment is more than I can handle. But if I have to pay another $300 on top of it for fuel, I definitely can't afford that car. And I see in the chat pops a couple of people saying EVs. Justice is saying EVs. Fania is saying EVs. Again, in, in it's, it's really interesting to kind of juxtapose the news from Hertz and Tesla today against the fact that gas prices are spiking, and especially amidst the time when Tesla has a more competitively priced EV in the market. And everyone, we were just out for breakfast this morning walking around. What is the Montgomery, Maryland, Montgomery County um, uh, you know, service vehicle that we, we walked past? It's a Ford Mach-E. Mustang Mach-E, right? Yes. Like, there are more and more electric vehicles out there. It's interesting to see this interplay between the rise of electric, which again, Hertz's fleet is going to be 20% electric once this deal goes through with Tesla, against but, but, rising crude oil prices and gas prices. But but here's the one thing you have to keep in mind. Their fleet is about 500,000 cars, okay? You know, 500,000 cars out of, I don't know, hundreds of millions of cars is nothing. I mean, it's merely a drop in the bucket. There, there still isn't enough infrastructure out there to support all the electric vehicles that people are hoping to to sell. Um, so the infrastructure is going to have to catch up with the sales at some point. Um, yeah, I can see where if if uh, fossil fuel prices continue to go up the way they are, that people are going to want to get out of uh, gas guzzling vehicles, get into something that, whether it still be a gas vehicle, get into something that gets better mileage, or they'll consider an EV. But if they're in an area where they can't get a charging or find a charging station or they can't charge it at home. Uh, for instance, I live in a condo. We don't have any charging technology at our condo association. Um, you know, that stuff has to be handled before these things become even more mainstream. No, I mean, that's definitely what's holding it back. Marquise, um, I forget what his last name is, Brownlee, I think. Uh, he MKBHD on YouTube. He's uh, like a tech reviewer, Dad. He did a video where they went on a road trip, a two-day road trip in a uh, Tesla Model S, mm -hmm. the um, and a normal Audi or gas, I should say, Audi Q5 or something like Ford Mustang Mach-E to compare how long it took to go through the full route. And they all went the same route and they had to charge or mm -hmm. get gas as normal. And obviously the Audi came in first mm -hmm. in terms of speed because gas station, easy. It doesn't take that long to fill the gas tank. What was so interesting was the Tesla came in second by like, 45 minutes behind the gas. Fine. Mm -hmm. Easy. The uh, the Ford Mustang Mach-E was like 13 hours later. And they did a thousand mile road trip. Wow. And the reason it was, was because the charging infrastructure for the Charge for America, I think is what it's called, that Ford uses, 
like half of them were broken. The other few were trickle chargers, not superchargers. I mean, that team that was on this in this video came in so late and in such last, they were like doubling back because they went to one charger. It was broken. They had to go back in the opposite direction. Like, and so to your point, there's a huge infrastructure gap. Again, makes it really interesting because who is actually like furthest ahead in terms of the infrastructure? Tesla. Mm -hmm. Who are we seeing now fleet deals with? Tesla. Mm -hmm. What are we seeing with gas prices? Going up. Like, you can really begin to see the case for why people are so bullish on Tesla. And then there's a huge case for why people aren't. And also, I mean, there are huge companies like Ford and GM and Hyundai and Honda and Toyota and Subaru. Everyone's moving into that EV yes, space. So they're yes. going to face more pressure. Yes. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, EVs are the wave of the future. I just, I, I, I think the future is just a little further out than what some people tend to think. And that's because of the infrastructure. You, you can't, you can you can build all the EVs you want, but if you can't charge the damn things, it, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going anywhere. So coming up later this week, I actually pulled together. It's back on the YA website. We're going to be talking about it tomorrow. I guess I should put it in the chat here for anyone who's interested. There was data from Experian Pops. And again, we're going to really dive into this tomorrow. It was about the most and least loyal customers to different mm -hmm. automakers and brands. This time it went into 39 of the different OEMs that are out there, 38 or 39 of the OEMs, including Ferrari and Rolls-Royce and Lamborghini. Um I'm tossing that in the chat. We're going to talk about tomorrow. Tesla was not on the list. And so I bring it up because of that it's really interesting to see. And I imagine that someone has data on customer loyalty. Mm -hmm. Experian doesn't on um, uh, for Tesla. Really interesting to see. Ford, Lincoln, struggling like they like could be. All the GM products, struggling. I mean, everyone, it seems like buyers have less affinity to a particular brand or loyalty to a particular brand. And again, I think that's another thing with gas prices going up, Tesla being in the mainstream. We're not Tesla homers, obviously. I mean, we get we get comments half the time that say we hate Tesla, yeah, but it's like I, I get crushed. I get crushed all the time because people think I hate Tesla. I don't hate Tesla. I I I hate that they aren't as transparent with their figures, with their data as perhaps they should be. How much do we make when we sell an extended warranty? Uh, five hundred dollars. That's transparency. Yes, and and also it's um. Show me the money. Show me the money. Showing you the money. <laughs> so later this week, we're, or tomorrow, excuse me, at noon, we're going to be talking about that. We also, Dad, again, on Wednesday, I got to confirm it, but try and get Dave B. Sells Chevy. I've been emailing with him. It'd be really interesting because on Tuesday, tomorrow, we'll also be talking about the used car market update, new data from BlackBook. It'll be interesting to get Dave B.'s take from being boots on the ground, seeing what's mm -hmm. going on in the used market. And then on Thursday, we've got Marco from Marco's Whiteboard Finance joining us on the show. It'd be really fun to ask him about how he got started on YouTube. Some of his biggest videos are automotive videos. He actually, for a period of time, was a car salesperson. So it'd be fun to talk to him about yes. that. And he wished you a, a happy birthday in your happy birthday video. So it'll just be fun to hang out with him for a little bit. I, I can't wait. And and I believe that Marco and his lovely bride had a had a baby not too long ago. Wife. Well, yeah, but she was his lovely bride at one time. Um, and, and so it would be nice to be able to congratulate Marco on that um, live and in person. Why don't we wrap that with a few photos? Okay. From yesterday's wedding. Yes, and you can you can you can talk over. Well, who the hell is that fat guy? Uh, All right, I'll do I'll do the commentary. Yeah. So I ran around with the camera that we're using right now on the live stream, uh, taking selfies with people. That's my uncle. That's your brother. Yeah. I have no I have no clue who's going to be in these. Um, yeah, lots of peeps. Now, yeah. There's, there's our cousin Rachel. Cousin Rachel. More Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Cousin Jason. Yes. We all look so nice. Uh, 
Oh, Aunt Doreen. And, and Jed. I'm You're... fairly certain the bride and groom are going to be in one of these. Well, it would be nice because it was a wedding. So, oh, there's the bride and groom. There they are. And yes, nobody can pull off a white wedding gown and a denim jacket quite like my daughter, Dara. Yeah, look at those two. Yeah. Well, and on a high note, that's a very, very candid photo. It was a beautiful ceremony, beautiful wedding. Congratulations to Dara. And um, her husband's name is Zach as well, but with a K. Yes. So it's A-OK. -okay. It was fun hanging out with his family, getting to know them, getting to invite them to be a part of our family and vice versa. Thank you to everyone. We got lots of emails and texts and messages from people sending us well wishes. So thanks for being a part of our family and our community. Mm -hmm. We'll be back again tomorrow. Pops is back at the shore. I'm still here in Bethesda. Thanks for being here, Pops. Yeah. This was fun. Assuming everything goes well and I haven't forgotten how to drive back to my house, I will be coming to you live from my condo tomorrow. Well said, Pops. I, I guess we should call that a show. I kind of like this whole one mic thing. Yeah, okay. Let's wrap. <laughs> Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.